Hi, everyone. I'm Sharna, and this is a lead and follow quick tips bonus episode featuring one practice you can try out this week to improve your relationships at work. Your lead and follow coaching tip for today is make meeting agendas and make them great. One reason we tend to complain about meetings is that they feel like a waste of our time. I know that when I don't have any meaningful way to participate in a meeting, or if the topic isn't relevant to me, I just can't get out of the room fast enough. And if I'm required to be there, I start feeling resentful pretty fast because my time is limited. I have things to do. I imagine you may feel the same way. The good news is that if you are leading the meeting, you have a lot of influence over how that time is spent. Making a great meeting agenda is one way you can make very good use of time. I know the term agenda may sound boring, but it doesn't have to be. I actually really love agendas because to me, a well-crafted meeting agenda is kind of like a well-crafted piece of dance choreography or a set of stage directions. Basically, it's a way of organizing time so that the meeting flows in a logical, useful, and maybe even interesting and fun way. But before we get to the meeting agenda itself, I want to talk about step zero, which is to define the purpose of the meeting. Have you ever sat through a meeting and wondered, why am I here? What are we supposed to be doing? What's the point of this meeting? Sadly, that's a pretty common experience. And even with regular meetings, you really do need to answer that question in advance and put it at the top of your agenda. If it's unclear what we're supposed to be doing at any given point, we tend to get restless and check out, and then the meeting really is a waste of time. We should be together for a reason. Is that reason to brainstorm, problem solve, express concerns, share data, celebrate a victory, make a decision? These are all really different tasks, and we can't do them all at once. But once you've identified the purpose, you'll be able to organize your meeting in a way that makes sense to everyone. It also gives you as the leader a kind of a script so that your verbal communication is clear, relevant, and organized from beginning to end. Basically, the agenda makes your job as a leader a whole lot easier. So I'm going to talk through a sample 30-minute meeting agenda right now with the purpose of choosing a catering service or an academic conference. And I'm going to note time estimates for each segment along the way. That's part of how you help everyone stay focused, including yourself. Focusing attention actually takes a lot of effort, and there's a tendency for us to check out if we do the same thing for too long. By the way, when I say check out, what I mean is that your attention goes elsewhere and you're not present in real time with the people that you're talking with, which means you're not really collaborating. You're not leading and you're not following. Okay, back to the agenda. Step one, greet everyone and thank them for coming. This takes only one minute, but it makes a huge difference. You may feel a bit formal doing this, especially if it's a regular meeting and you see these same people every week or every day, but it's important to do it anyway because it creates a connection between you and everyone else in the meeting. You can even go a step further and ask people if they are ready to begin. Make sure if you do that, you wait for an affirmative response, even if it's a joke. Humor is actually a super great connector, so make all the jokes you want. The point is, your greeting acts as a prompt for everyone else to consciously direct their attention to you and to the meeting. Again, this whole thing should only take about one to two minutes, 
and it should happen within one minute of the meeting's scheduled start. So if your meeting starts at 10, greet everyone who's there, say thank you, no later than 10.01. If for some reason you're going to wait for latecomers, say so explicitly with some simple phrase like, I'm going to wait another two minutes and then we'll get started. It's very important to begin and end on time because it demonstrates respect for other people's attention, especially if you're in a remote meeting where it requires even more effort to pay attention. Step number two, state the meeting's purpose and intended outcomes. This should also only take one to two minutes. It's there to help everyone focus on the same subject at the same time, and also to eliminate from everyone's minds all the things that are not going to happen in this meeting. For example, the purpose of this meeting is to discuss our options for catering at the conference and make a decision about which company to hire. It's also a good idea at this moment to ask someone to take notes and send them out afterward. Step three. Okay, we're only at 10.05, but you've established connection and stated your purpose. Now we're ready to get something done. Spend the next 10 to 15 minutes directly inviting people to share information and discuss pros, cons, concerns, or anything else regarding your five catering company options. Get it all out on the table. Step four, we're at 10.15 or maybe 10.20. Begin to facilitate decision-making by asking something like, is there anything else we need to consider before making a choice on this? If consensus seems to be emerging organically, you can ask for confirmation by saying something like, do we agree company number three seems to be the best option? If the choice is not obvious, ask what the open questions are. This should take another five to 10 minutes. Now we're at 1025. Time to wrap up the meeting. If a clear decision has been made, ask for volunteers to take the next steps. For example, who would like to book caterer number three? Who would like to write up a description of the meal plan for our newsletter? If the decision has not been made, identify any action steps needed in order to move closer to that decision at the next meeting. For example, who would like to research three additional caterers? Who will call up caterer number five and ask about their vegan options? Step number six, the last minute of the meeting. Thank everyone for attending and end the meeting on time. Appreciation is super important, just like the greeting, even if you see the same people every week. Be sincere while you're also clearly indicating that the meeting is over. This gives everyone permission to shift their focus to the next part of their day. Obviously, if your task is more involved than choosing a caterer, you can double or even triple these times for a longer meeting, but try to keep the proportions about the same. Greeting, purpose, discussion, decisions, next steps, and closing. One final note is to send out your agenda a day in advance. This shows your team you're serious about this being a good use of their time, and it also helps them prepare for a productive meeting. Try this out, experiment, and let me know how it goes. If you'd like to learn more, check out the main episodes where I talk with educators, artists, students, and working people of all kinds about how they experience leadership and followership dynamics. Or pick up a copy of my book, Lead and Follow. It's available everywhere. And if your team or organization is interested in followership training, please reach out anytime. I'd love to help.